Hello, and welcome to the listening podcast from Liquid Cinema. These have been quarantine stories, and this will be our final episode of this series. We hope to be back at some point later this year with another season of interviews. But in the meantime, we have reached a new point. The quarantine isn't over, but all 50 states are now starting to lift some of their restrictions in one way or another. It's a bit confusing, and if you stay tuned, we'll go over some of the things that have been happening and are yet to happen as we start to emerge bit by bit from our stay-at-home isolation, work-from-home, create-from-home. It's been tough at times for our friends, for our loved ones, for us. And I want to acknowledge that we've all been through something and are continuing to go through something that's been really difficult and unprecedented in our lifetimes. We still don't really know what the so-called new normal will be, but some things are going to be different forever. Some for worse and, frankly, some perhaps for the better, but it remains to be seen. This is the Memorial Day weekend. Summer has begun and people are definitely feeling it. LA, where this is being recorded, really has been a bit of a ghost town. I've mentioned it before, but um, now people are packing the beach. People are going for walks. People are going for hikes. People are in the parks. People are absolutely starved for human interaction. We should discuss a few things about the state of the country. The administration has opened up the option for religious organizations to start holding in-person services in lieu of state restrictions. I think it's worth pointing out that a virus doesn't know anything about religion, politics, or economics. It simply spreads from human contact. And the more human contact, the more this will spread. There's no question there will be additional spikes and waves of this virus. And with that, the hospitals that we are, are all relying on will once again see beds filling up, although the good news has been that it has gotten better. Alaska reopened the state to a back-to-normal, according to the governor. Is that a good idea? Hard to say. Kentucky and Alabama opened water parks and amusement parks. Um, can't say I would go. Not yet. We're, I think we're a little ways away from that. Texas and Florida said that nail salons and hair salons can be opened. Restaurants and gyms as well. With pretty much no restrictions. Even though there continue to be upticks in infections and deaths whenever restrictions have been lifted. But at the same time as some more conservative states, and why is it that more conservative states feel that it's okay to go against science? Is conservative politics really anti-science, or is science just inconvenient? I'm really not sure. The state of Minnesota has restricted in-person dining, even though restaurant owners... Uh, who are putting up plexiglass shields and air filters are complaining, but they've held true to that um, 
restriction in the meantime. Here in California, although you can go to the beach, um, it's swimming and running around only. No sunbathing, no picnics, no chillaxing. No chillaxing at the beach. New York. Campgrounds and RV parks are opened, and the beaches are open, but only 50%. Here in LA, I've noticed that even though beaches are open, uh, the parking lots are still kept closed, and I suppose that's just to prevent an absolute mad rush of people coming, thinking they're the only ones. So generally, it is state governors who are calling the shots on a state-by-state basis, but um, the federal government has been counted on in the past to make major decisions. The CDC, FEMA, Center for, well, I already said Center for Disease Control, CDC, usually have very specific guidelines and governors go along with those guidelines. But um, it's been confusing. Although the CDC has put out very, very limited guidelines, the uh, current administration has basically sent out the message that uh, conflicts with that quite a bit. What is clear is, and the CDC has made this a very clear need for any business to reopen, people are still expected to wash their hands regularly, 20 seconds. That's actually a long time. I was usually a get in there, little soap, little water, towel off and get out, but 20 seconds, I count down backwards. And, um... That seems to help. Minimum of six feet. And there are people who say that six feet is truly a bare minimum. The big one has been masks. I've been seeing a lot of videos getting posted online of um, people trying to go into department stores that are reopening, big box stores like Walmart or Costco or others, and refusing to wear masks. Not only refusing, but actually willingly get into fights, physical fights, screaming matches over their right to not wear a mask. And that isn't a right. Again, viruses don't know about the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment. They are spread through human contact. And this one's a pretty, pretty nasty one. So erring on the side of caution not only protects you, but is what you can do to protect others. It's a need for solidarity. It's not unlike vaccinations, which have their own detractors for some reason. Certainly in the state of California, here in Los Angeles, the city, and I believe the state, have made masks mandatory if you are outside your home. My wife and I have gone along with that. My friends go along with it. Walking around our neighborhood, we see maybe... 20 to 30% of our neighbors wearing masks. I don't understand it, and um, it's a difficult problem. You know, how do you solve a problem like that? Do you yell? Do you joke? Do you ask questions? Finally, the other thing that's being suggested is the disinfection of any surfaces you touch, be it incoming packages that you get through FedEx, UPS, or the post office, items you bring back from the market that may have been touched and put back on the shelves. So these are just all parts of the attempt to make the world safer again, to, um, to get back out there, start to see our loved ones, start to see our friends. 
you know, I think we're going to start to see uh, schools and businesses opening up a little bit at a time. School is closed for the summer, of course, but some schools have announced their willingness to have in-person schooling in the fall. Some have said that they will stick to uh, remote classes when classes do start up again. I think we've seen the end of self-serving restaurants, soda fountains, salad bars, buffets. I think we are going to see restaurants push tables apart. You know, certainly over the years, I've noticed that restaurants, and especially higher-end restaurants, have slowly over the years added more tables, more seats, packed people in. I know that restaurants function on slim margins, and running a restaurant is one of the hardest things to do uh, successfully. But they've certainly taken advantage of that by pushing tables together and packing each room in. That may have to change. Does that mean that restaurants that were already very expensive are going to have to be even more expensive? I don't know, but it's going to change things. The schools that do decide to open classrooms will have to agree to space students apart and wear masks and probably put an end to communal areas such as playgrounds and cafeterias for the time being. It'll be interesting to see how people take to returning to mass transit in any significant way. I know that uh, in the city of, in the state of New York, uh, the subways are running and um, the maintenance crews there are adding uh, the use of UV light and more disinfectants. Um, Childcare is starting to resume with childcare providers wearing masks and coverings. You know, What'll really bring about serious change is the creation of a safe and effective vaccine. And the good news is several companies have pointed to some very promising results. Now, it's a process, and the fact that a given test is promising only means that the process is just beginning. But companies such as Inovia and Pfizer already have vaccines in early testing that are starting to show some promise. Uh, the University of Oxford may have a vaccine as early as September. And uh, there are a number of other companies doing the same thing. So, you know, we'd love nothing more than to see a super speedy vaccine. And it's not impossible, but even at a pace that's never been seen before, we'd be looking at next fall, next fall at the soonest, and probably not till sometime earlier mid next year, which means all of the precautions that we're doing now will hold. We're in it for the long haul. And the minute we relax our vigilance is when we'll start to see spikes of cases. And in some cases, those spikes will be us and our loved ones and our friends. And it wasn't worth putting ourselves through 10 weeks of isolation just to say, well, the parks are open, so let's go have a picnic and um, get some friends together. It's still baby steps. But, you know, there's caution and there's also good news. 
And in addition to seeing that there are vaccines that look uh, very promising for fast tracking, there's other reports out there. There's an Israeli company with a prototype self-cleaning face mask that kills pathogens simply by plugging it into a, a phone charger. And they hope to make that available in the U.S. for a dollar. A student named Nathaniel Moore started Gowns for Good, asking graduating seniors to keep their caps but donate their gowns to hospital workers who are short on PPEs. He's collected uh, about 10,000 gowns to give to frontline workers, so good on Nathaniel Moore. There's an organization called Text for Humanity that are creating a platform where people can text of positive messages to frontline workers way to thank them, or those who are living in isolation to help boost their spirits during Mental Health Awareness Month. That's text for humanity. More than 83,000 messages of thanks have been sent out across 85 countries. So there's a few good things. This is also an election year, and um, I can't say that the administration we are currently dealing with has done a particularly good job of oversight and federal oversight of emergencies is what the one of the main reasons we have a federal government in the first place. It's uh, fine that states take it on their own to to take care of certain things, but um, just like the Department of Defense is for the whole country, disease is for the whole country. Uh, every state has been affected and every state needs to know that they're doing the best possible thing for the residents of that state. It honestly doesn't matter where we are living in this country or what our politics are. If our governor is uh, conservative, liberal, whatever, in the middle, it would have been better to have a cohesive plan. But uh, there are some governors who are doing an amazing job. Not all, but some. And... Um, Hopefully, those politicians and leaders who, who understand what a pandemic means will bring something good to this experience. And, um, you know, my guess is that uh, there are some things that will be lingering echoes of gratitude and a sense of what, imp what is important in life that will resonate from this. You know, the uh, stories that we've told on this podcast over the last couple of months have varied, but one of the real messages has been about taking advantage of this time, this pause button, to acknowledge what they can be, what we can all be grateful for, and using this time not only to reach out and make contact with people that we don't spend enough time and energy contacting but also to take this time that um, if you have a creative part of your life, if you're a writer, a musician, a songwriter, a composer, a painter, that this has been a little bit of extra time away from all of the distractions that we are presented with to make, to do, to share. And friends of ours have been pouring out thoughts and feelings and ideas and music at an incredible pace. For the Friends of Liquid Cinema, we're all so used to the deadlines and pace of 
the normal that we've had. And having that uh, shifted from a lot of us has been a shift in our thinking, a shift in our priorities, and a shift in how we choose to spend time. And I'd like to think that some of that won't change, that as it becomes safer and safer to travel out, safer to be with loved ones, safer to be with friends, safer to be in public in general, that it means not forgetting about ourselves, about taking care of ourselves as human beings, as creative beings. It has certainly been an opportunity for me to have a little more solitude, um, a little more unstructured creative time as opposed to structured creative time. And hopefully it's been that way for a lot of you too. Anyway, this has been the listening podcast from Liquid Cinema. You can check out Liquid Cinema at liquidcinema.com. You can find me at jeffrona.com. We're also all over social media. The Listening Pod, Liquid Cinema, and, uh, and me. So stay in touch. Please let us know your stories, how your life is going. And um, we have done this together. And there's still a lot more to do and a long way to go. But um, it works best when we do it all as one. Take care. Stay safe. Wash your hands. <laughs>